Welcome to episode 48. Hello everyone. This set is called the Mishmash Euro Trash Set, and this is why. So, what you're hearing right now is the um, Lithuanian entry in this year's Eurovision. It's by a band called The Root, I think, called uh, Discotech. It's all about, you know, just give in to your inhibitions, move past your inhibitions and get dancing. I quite like that bit. I can tell when they're dancing. <laughs> the concept of this set is uh, based on some suggestions by Michelle. Uh, it was used some of the favourite songs from our Eurovision, from this year's Eurovision. So this was my favourite, the uh, Lithuanian entry. I think it should have won, but anyway. And then we segue here into a bit of Dead Mouse. Uh, I used it as a, a bridge into the next song. She's being a bit rude. Great transition though. So this is the long-awaited Eurovision set. Ooh. It's only got about five Eurovision songs in it, or four Eurovision songs. So the other part of the set, which is, uh, I mashed the two together because I couldn't make one whole set of Eurovision, was to include some girl power like 90s, noughties, girl power songs. So that's what you're about to hear coming in now. Uh, the spin on the set is uh, House. I've gone with House remixes. I've even made one remix of uh, House Remix myself. I like that bass coming in. Yeah, pretty funky. You'll know this female artist. This is loads of female artists because it's girl power. <laughs> Brilliant. Still got a bit of dead mouse looping in the background there. Yeah. And at this next drop, I'm bringing the bass from the next song, just give it that housey bass drop. So yeah, Christina Aguilera, Dirty. You remember this one in the boxing ring? I do, yeah. I think it was Redman, the, 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 the rapper on it, I think. I may have to fact check that. No, it is Redman. Here it is. Ah, oh, that sounds brilliant. Isn't it? It's got an almost Jack Jones feel about it. It really does. Now, there's a couple of songs in here that don't fit either Eurotrash uh, or Eurovision uh, and Girl Power. Um, but they are also either songs that I like or Michelle likes, or I've just had to use it as a sort of bridge. That bass is very Heldensy. Isn't it? Yeah. Just because it's really thick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's actually the next song coming in. 
Oh yeah, this is the other one that I use as a bridge. Uh, you won't get many of them now uh, for the rest of the set, but it's a newish song. It's got Sophie Tucker in it, the one who did House Arrest with yes. Golden City. But she's speaking a different language, and this is one. This one's vintage culture. So I don't know. I might need to divert to Dave Grohl on this. Uh, whether she's speaking Portuguese or Spanish, or I don't know, or even if it is that, I don't know what language it is to be honest. Let me get my Google Translate out. The song's called Drinky. <laughs> oh, like the the beer place in in, in Cairo. <laughs> oh, that's Drinkies. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I was suggesting that to all of our new staff today. <laughs> Welcome to Egypt. Here's where the booze is. <laughs> and here's some anti now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You'll need that for about the first month. <laughs> that and the bum gun. Oh, I must admit, being in the UK over the summer, I did miss the bum gun. Oh, yeah, I miss the bumgun still. It's a game changer, mate, game changer. Here we are. This has got Vini Vici vibes. Like that kind of tribal thing that, that him and Armin van Buren do well. Yeah, there's a really eclectic mix in it. Some of them you are probably, I'm going to warn our listeners now, you, you should listen to some good earphones because it's very bassy and housey all the way through, but there are things you are going to go, oh my god, <laughs> why? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so this is... France's uh, entry into Eurovision this year called Voila. The song's quite instrumental, but I, I made the boot loop, uh, sorry, boot loop. I made the beat loop in the background on my phone and have incorporated into the song. So this bit's almost entirely her voice now. This gives it a bit more pace, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. So the song's called Voila, which obviously means, you know, here you go, here it is. Uh, but beyond that, my uh, GCSE French has been widely forgotten. <laughs> so I don't really know what the song's about. I, however, I'm fluent in French and I can tell you what she's talking about is here you go, this is what I have in my pencil case I have a ruler, a pencil Do you want to know the, the actual annoying thing is Sarah Newton is a French teacher so could translate this song but she can't hear lyrics <laughs> Useless <laughs> Anyway, this has now moved very seamlessly into Sweden's entry which is sung in French Still got that, that drum loop. Yeah. I'm impressed you've got now three Eurovision songs in the first what, eight minutes. Seven, yeah, in the first seven songs, yeah. It's quite <laughs> a fast paced set. There's like 26 songs in 45 minutes. Here it is, the big break. He's got a great voice. A great voice yeah so on the eurovision they have like a technical vote at the beginning where it's just like uh, a board that vote on them and then the, like it's the best technical artist wins that first part and then it goes to the audience vote and this guy i think won the technical vote as it were but not the he was usurped by the the italians in the public vote there's a guy singing yeah these are that's like a muse range yeah 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 absolutely Yeah, so if anyone's interested, the uh, the app that I use is called, I think, GroovePad, and you can, it's just, it's a beat mixing app, and you can make your own beats and record them. 
Oh, so the next one we're going to, again, we're moving back to girl power now. This is a great tune. This is like throwbacks. I'm terrible with dates for like naughty's music, so I won't be able to place it. That's why you need Stacey Mate for the old loop. I was gonna but... say, where's Stacey when you need her? Yeah. And the next one, um, I, I included, it's a bit older than that. Um, it's coming in now, you can hear it in the background. This one is famously sung by Adam Sandler in The Wedding Singer as he's crying over his uh, ex. It's quite funny. <laughs> playing to our audiences today Kev we've got uh, one which is in French we've got one which is based on movies we've got one which is named that song <laughs> uh, it, you know I'm, I'm thinking about our, our listenership <laughs> <laughs> and a bunch of them which are too old for Janine to remember <laughs> <laughs> oh this is a classic Janine you should know this one definitely <laughs> if you haven't danced to this in a club you've never lived <laughs> <laughs> But he's there, he's just sitting on the stage and he's just like broken up with his girlfriend and he's just like singing at someone else's wedding and he's all like making it really emotional. He's just like, I'm <laughs> It's a proper funny thing. I don't like Adam Sandler films, generally speaking, but the wedding singer was one that did make me laugh. Yeah, I feel like Jen would like this. Oh yeah, definitely. And I reckon you've given me an idea for another set. Which has kind of been bubbling in the back of my mind for a while, which is play a set from start to finish that Jen will like. <laughs> and, and do what? Play a set from start to finish that Jen will like. <laughs> that's uh, that's gonna have a random mix of music in it, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, solidly. This one I know Luke would like. This is a good mix. Yeah, it's still got a bit of uh, Madonna in the background. I like that offbeat synth. Yeah. And I, I also love the fact that I know that everyone listening to this at that point of the song was just mouthing the words. <laughs> Apart from possibly Janine. <laughs> oh, I like that. I like that sharp, sharp snare. Yeah, so I use the echo bit there and I do it again at the end of the song. So I, I saw a, a YouTube tutorial about this. And it's like how to make segues out of songs when they have like really sudden ends. And there was a, a guy that did like this two beat, put a two beat loop on it, so it's really, really quick, and then took the echo up to full and then immediately swapped into the next track and brought the, because he already had the other track looping ready. And then I, I, at the break brought it up and I tried it and it worked. So you'll hear it, I think, at the end of the song. I tried it a little bit there. I just used the echo, but like, because the other song was already there, but um, I think I'd do it at the end. I don't want no 
I just realised I'm also in the room of like heat again with no aircon. I'm sweating. <laughs> I'm in the kitchen with the door shut and uh, the sink's full of dishes. The garbage needs emptied and there's no air conditioning in here, so I'm also not enjoying where I'm recording. <laughs> we need studios, man. <laughs> uh, I think I do it at the end of this song. It might be later in this set, but I think I do it here. No, it's not this bit because this is going into Gritty Nagalera now. <laughs> no, it's not this bit. <laughs> Real like try to use the really iconic songs of various, you know, female artists. There's actually only a few girl power sort of songs that Michelle suggested, which are actually towards the end of the set when it gets really ravey. Uh, so, so a lot of these are just kind of, I was just trying to think of what were iconic tracks. But this set will work then, because like, now I've got it recorded. It will work for like, you know, that segment of the night where people always want like, kind of things they know and classics yeah. being played. There's always that period, isn't there, during, uh, during a, an evening. Well, that one's the song that I remember from when I was at university. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's still got the house feel to it. I really oh, tried sure. to sustain that. I think I dip back into Madonna for about 30 seconds as a bridge into the song after it. <laughs> Sometimes you use the key change, eh? So I was DJing here uh, one evening for, you know, the masses who come to the embassy and our new music teacher was over. Our new music teacher was over and he was looking at what I was doing with the numbers, the key, what I would call keys, you know, and he's, he's going, mm, I'm not sure, what do you mean by the numbers? And I was talking about moving around the circle and in and out. And then when he looked at it, uh, when the Camelot key ring, he goes, oh, it's a circle of fifths. And I'm like, yes, it's a circle yes, of what? forgot the technical, a circle of fifths. Oh, right, okay. Like, I just, I'd forgotten what it was called. So back when I played piano and, and cello, I used to use the circle of fifth to do music. You know, you, you, you would transpose stuff with it, you would compose with it. And I'd just forgotten that was a term to use. Anyway, he instantly understood the key changes, and he goes, oh, did you know that you could go from this key to this key? I'm like, oh, wait. You and I and Brian Wallace need to sit down and have a super geeky conversation about what key changes work and how. Yeah. <laughs> you need you need to print out a copy of that, draw arrows from the things that work, and then Absolutely. like laminate it, and then put it up on the wall or something. Or just like have it with you for your uh, DJ set. <laughs> Such a teacher. <laughs> Do you remember who this was? Uh, I used to fancy her. She only had this song. I can open my Serato and tell you because I've got about three copies of it. <laughs> her last name is Avenue. Madison Avenue. 
Yeah. My band used to play this song. Ah. I've told you this story before. Because my um, I play bass guitar and I did this bass line. <laughs> this is you. So I did this. And then Christy, the drummer, started laying this fat, like... And then Adam, playing guitar, put in this grunge version of it. He's <laughs> getting about back together! <laughs> yeah, well, I was saying, can you hear that, uh, in the background? Then. So that's the next song coming in, which is, uh... Everybody Britney! Free Britney! Bass to the the kind of piano synth. Yeah. Wait for it. It's good, isn't it? Yeah. Wow. It's got that. He's got that like rolling synth thing in the background as well. Yeah. Something very nostalgic about that since. Yep. It's like early 90s dance music. But listen to the way she steps up, steps up through the chords now. It sounds really, it sounds different to the original here. Sounds different to me. So the chord progression is the same, but it's because it's just on such a stripped back instrument, it sounds totally different. Yeah, maybe. That, that those backing chords are different. And that's the one that reminds me of a different song. Oh But it, it, it's nice though, isn't it? When you get that kind of thing where you think it's one thing but there's something else like just slightly upset about it and I just find that really interesting. Yeah, definitely. Second one by DC, Destiny's Child. Is it the second one? not you've given away a, a later song <laughs> oh damn it's not no <laughs> no the other one earlier was uh hey the, is this destiny's child i love destiny's child good choice some great remixes I'm, I am gonna make it a mission to, to find as good if not better ones for this sort of music and I think it's important to have this sort of music because you know you play to a crowd that's not all 
kids listening to the latest tracks. And I say kids, I, I mean, we're not kids, but we, we know what's coming out and what's good. People who listen to the latest music when they were 18 to 20 maybe haven't refreshed what the latest music is all that much because it's all like, oh, that, that Stormzy bloke, or whatever. <laughs> and they don't listen to the new stuff. And so it's important to have remixes of stuff that was new back then, which this does very well. What did you do very well? Oh, you just got back. <laughs> I was talking about it. I'll, I'll explain it at the end of the end of the set, don't worry. Okay. I think this might be the one that I do the weird echo thing at the end. Trying to wind it down here, you know? Oh no, I just skipped a bit of the song. <laughs> <laughs> so I've started doing that quite a lot in tracks that are maybe eight minute long, but really, really good. And they've got this really long breakdown. So I'll go to an eight beat skip and then I'll jump at least four or 16 eight beats in the, in the long, long build. Because when it comes in, everyone's like, everyone goes, oh, it's a super long build. And then you just, you shorten it, you shorten it. And they're like, oh, we're at the drop already. And then they get to dancing. Yeah, I mean, that's it, isn't it? It's about just those little shortcuts to make things a bit snappier. I use the uh, the orange and the pink, the one underneath it, the, the, the two buttons. So if I know I've got an orange in a song, that I can jump to the pink and it'll be seamless. Yeah. No, that's a good idea. So you just literally hit that button. So I reserve those two colours solely for that. <laughs> So I've got a similar uh, approach to, to finding drops and finding 16 bars behind the drop, but it only applies to songs that I have acquired <laughs> after uh, the beginning of 2020. So anything older than that? <laughs> so anything pre, anything older than that? I'm like, oh, these drops don't like <laughs> this. Might not be the right place. So every time I, I load a track, I'm like, oh, this is going to be 16 bars before. Oh no, wait, when did I upload it? Scroll the long way. Nope, that's a 2018 song. <laughs> Can't guarantee it. Let's really slip back into house again. <laughs> You're like a burglar. House burglar. Slipping into the house. <laughs> That's like a chat line. Are you a master thief? Because you keep slipping in the house. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> oh yeah, this one actually was one of Michelle's suggestions. Well, not necessarily this song, but she said use Dua Lipa. I know Dua Lipa's a favourite of like Monique, Santa and Newton's I think as well. But it's got a real breakdown, so you only get bits of it. And then the song that comes in after it, there's a conversation coming up between the two songs. Cowbell. Yeah, they go with the cowbells and bitches approach and like really broken <laughs> down the lyrics to only use segments, samples. You know, in, in, in a set like this where you've got so many different like techniques being used in each song and just trying to kind of piece them all together and coming up with interesting mixes and stuff. There's bound to be something in there for someone. Like, even if you don't like one song, it's only on, it's on for less than two minutes and it'll be on to another one, which you may potentially like. So I feel like it's got that kind of like loads of different styles and, 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 and types of songs in it. 
all on a central theme and it'll just kind of hold together quite well. You could say it's quite a mishmash. It is a, well, I called it the mishmash set because it's, it's Michelle's idea, but it was obviously mishmash Euro trash because I couldn't think of something that was fantastic, so I went, well, next one down, I'll go with rhyming. But actually, it did end up being a pun because it's mishmash, isn't it? So not... <laughs> I said, I'm loving a bit of the rhyming, you're all good. <laughs> I saw the name of this set, I'm like, this is going to be amazing. <laughs> well, next week I'm going to do, I mentioned this a few episodes ago, it just it came to me after something you said and I said I want to do an instrumental set and I put together an entirely instrumental set but it's like 50 minutes and there's only one word used in the entire set. You know what? Is that for, that for you planned that for episode fifty? Yeah. I'm gonna pick up the gauntlet for fifty-one and do another one. I'll do, do an instrumental version too. I uh, mate, it was the easiest set I've ever put together. I, I did it oh, really? so quickly and then just went to the to the deck the other day and just recorded it in in the same evening. It was the easiest set to put together ever because like no vocals. It's obviously a piece of piss. But I, I wanted to choose actual instrumental songs that I actually like. Yeah. I say instrumental, you know, what, what I mean is there's no lyrics. Yeah. Because, you know, you know, it's not live musicians playing instruments, is it? But you, you get what I mean. <laughs> this one gets a bit tacky at the drop, but I've umped the bass to try and detract from the, the tacky of the treble, trebliness in the drop. It's all right. It's probably the, probably the weakest link in the set. Again, that vocal breakdown. Because by this point, you know, people have sang along to the bits that they really like. And then when it's leading up to the, the main drop and the chorus, you want to kind of have something to dance to. So this, yeah. Got very heavy there, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a great tune for dancing to. It is. It's very uplifting. So this is another one that's not really on the theme of girl power, but it's new. Uh, there are lots of girls in the video. I wouldn't say it's particularly <laughs> pro-feminist, uh, but it's a new Fisher song. So one of the things that I annoys me a little bit about um, dance music and, and all kinds of music is you'll have a DJ on stage playing great tracks, mixing great tunes and actually Heldens has had it done to him or has arranged for it, I don't know if he orchestrates or what brings out girls in bikinis to dance which is fine, like great yeah. but it's just hot white girls in bikinis to dance there's no Diversity of color. Well, the video to this. Anything. No, no. Just with DJs are playing. Well, the video to this is kind of like that as well. <laughs> oh, is it? Okay. Just feels tired. Yeah. No. To be fair, no. It's not all skinny white girls. It, it, but it, it is. It is actually Fisher himself appearing in his own video for the first time. I think. And he's just there, and he's just like strips off, and he ends up just in his Y fronts, <laughs> doing this like basically aerobics class to this song. It's very ben Benny Benassi sort of satisfaction sort of feel. Yeah. I 
think you used this a couple of weeks ago. I think his wife is one of the dancers, though. Yeah, I think you used this track a couple of weeks ago. I didn't. Or I had a dream. I no, I sent you the track on WhatsApp and said, this is the new, <laughs> new Fisher track. That's why you've heard it. <laughs> <laughs> That is so Fisher, it's like that strip back, then slight build, drop all the, build, build, build the beat, drop the beat, have the vocal, bring in the drop. Just feels tight. How can the beat sound together? <laughs> Should have dropped it there. I made a bit of a balls up. I was going to say, yeah, if I dropped it there, would have gone into her vocals really nicely. Yeah. That sounds alright. But. Yeah, but I dropped it there instead. Yeah, it goes a bit weak. A bit like critical of that bit. It's alright, good enough. And now we're going to move into the second Destiny's Child song that I ruined earlier. <laughs> that was it! That was the echo. Yeah. But it sounds like a it's, a, it's a really quick, cool way out of getting out of the song. The other one is to obviously just spin uh, spin the deck, oh, and you get yeah. that kind of rewinding, and then swap it over that way. But I thought I'd try that, but you have to be super quick. Like, you do. It'd probably be easier on your deck, because you only have to touch the top of the dial, don't you? You set yeah. the dial, and you touch the top of it, and it goes into it. With mine, it's got a slide, um, a slide bar, so I have to like slide up the bar. So I have to do it super quick, put on the yeah. two-beat loop, slide it up, and then bring up the other track like super, super quickly. But yeah, it worked. Just listen to this. And I included this song here because I went to see Gorgon City in London. And they are amazing. I'm so jealous. So I uh, went to see Gorgon City in London uh, about four days before I came back to Egypt. Uh, went with a friend of mine, Brian. Um, we had a great time. And I, I said to Brian beforehand, he wasn't that familiar with Gorgon City. He'd heard a few of their songs. And I said, I guarantee, I guarantee they will open with this song. And lo and behold, they did.
I mean, it's a solid start. It, I mean, well, exactly. And they just played back to back, and they were playing with Sonny Federa and Biscuit, yeah. and they, they were both amazing. And at the end of the night, Sonny Federa came out and they tag teamed it, and they went into like this kind of like deep techno bit at the end. It was just like, but in Gorgon City, they were on for like two hours, so they were just all of their music, all of their best hits. And it was just such a like nice welcome back to raving again, and welcome back to festival field, and just being together, and oh yeah, it was mega, mate. Sorry, after enjoying that Gorgon City great entrance, I was thinking before when you were talking about the backspin thing, the, we had a DJ here in, in Wuxi called Sim de la Creme, who, <laughs> when, when I first met him, basically his only transition was, play. <laughs> yep. And, and it is an easy people get out. It is an easy get out, but every right. song transition was that. And people joked about the Sim de la Creme mix. <laughs> it's not something you want to be known for, is it? Well, but I'll tell you what, last time I DJed with him, he was amazing. He has been out there like doing three nights a week in different pubs and clubs all over China. He, well, I think that was when he was doing that when I first moved here two years ago. And he spent two years DJing and doing stand up comedy all over Jiangsu province and yeah. you know, other provinces in China. He is excellent you know watching him dj he just had full control of every track his drops were on point he knew exactly what to play for the crowd like i now would see him as a role model which is not something i thought when i came here oh so now we're into little mix here this is actually one of michelle's suggestions she loves a bit of little mix uh, this is with Galantis and David Guetta. I can hear David Guetta in the background. Yeah, you can, can't you? He's actually done a, um, a future rave remix of this as well. Which, oh, uh, I didn't. It, when I put the set together, it wasn't out. It's only been released like a couple of days ago. To be fair, it would have been. It's, it's not house. It's, <laughs> Very ravey. Now this set gets a bit ravey towards the end, but not like that. It's kind of like inoffensive, dance, good sort of yeah. middle of the road EDM. They were hoping it would be like the hit of the summer and it didn't work out for them. <laughs> yeah. all being released to hopefully be that big summer hit that everyone loves and everyone dances to all summer and everyone buys a copy. Absolutely. Only be like one or two of them. Well, they all, they all throw it out at the same time though, don't they? They compete for the same thing. Yeah, they do. It's like Christmas number one. <laughs> to be fair, it's a good marketing plan. Oh yeah, definitely. So. So this song's Taylor Swift. There's two Taylor Swift songs now, back to back, and I mix the two into each other. So this one's a bit of a lesser known one. It's like, look what you made me do. It's like really staccato. And it just goes into complete, like, rave now. So for the, for the remaining two songs or three songs of the set, it's, it's gonna get a bit ravey. Apologies if you don't like it, but... Don't, don't apologize for a rave. No, never. And I'm actually building the tempo up here, so I'm bringing the dial up, to bring it up to 131. <laughs> we, both did, we both danced at the same point then. 
guessing this is not a Taylor Swift remix. Like, she didn't mix this herself. No, I don't think she did. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know she went from country to pop, but to then go into like, hardcore rave music is quite a step. <laughs> well, I was thinking about like what to end the set on. I just thought, like, if I'm, if I'm doing like a, a popular music housey set, it, the, the, the only way it's going to go after that is to into the faster stuff. You know, get you know people feel a bit more energised. So I just thought it'd be nice to end on that, so then I can segue out of it into something else. And then the other one is Bad Blood. It's got a bit of rap at the beginning. It sounds very, very fast at 131. <laughs> so to those of you unfamiliar with Taylor Swift, I can tell you, this is the original release of her track. And then what you're <laughs> used to hearing is the radio edits. <laughs> <laughs> You can really hear her genuine singing voice in this. You know, this this shows off her true talent. Not like what they just mass produced for for radio and Simon Cowell. Yeah, no, no, none of that auto tuning or anything like that. <laughs> uh, and then I can't remember what song I finished on. Oh yeah, the last one is um, is Little Mix again. But then uh, I realised that I brought it up so high in terms of tempo, but the, the last song actually dipped down at the end, of, uh, so I had to take it back down again because it just sounded way, way too fast. To be fair, I, it was one of those late additions to the set, this song, because it was a request. <laughs> That's well done. Yeah, I took it right down really quickly during the yeah. bit of no sound, so that hopefully no one noticed. Well, you do because you, the speed of your dancing would change. But it, it, it's not uh, an in-your-face transition. But I feel like it's a, a more like intelligent way to bring it down is to just drop it during the bit where you know you don't have to slow. It just comes in with a new beat pattern. And I find it quite effective in those sort of drops where if you pause both tracks for half a second and then drop the tempo because then they're left to wait. Yeah, and you always have to readjust anyway, don't you? Yeah, yeah, that, that's a good point. It's like red light, green light. You know, if you pause in the middle of red light, green light, everyone's left going, waiting for the green light. Oh yeah, that'll just up. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that house fight we did? I left it for like about a minute and people just like... <laughs> no one wanted to break the statue though. <laughs> and yeah, and that's it. So that's uh, finish on Little Mix there. So that's the Mishmash Eurotrash uh, Girl Power set. Well, that was just just so much better than I thought it was going to be. And I already read the title and went, this is going to be amazing. <laughs> there was... You think it was going to be another garbage set? <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. I because I knew you you'd been challenged with the Eurovision set before and I knew that you were had been you'd had the summer to think about tracks to include and when you yeah. talked it earlier about how you had you know thought about which tracks to include I, I knew by song two that this was something you put a lot of thought into and you'd practiced your your worked out which transition you wanted practice how to make, get them to work together yeah it really worked so well yeah. I loved Christina Aguilera at, at like four minutes in I think that was yeah. a throwback we all didn't know we needed. 
<laughs> this is amazing. Well, this is it. There's so many. That's why I try to use the first, like the the really iconic ones. So like Britney Spears, "Hit Me Baby One More Time." Obviously, it's the most overplayed one, but it's like it's interesting hearing a new slant on it, like with a bit of a house yeah, spin definitely. on it. And the same with like Christina Aguilera, the most famous one or first one was "Genie in a Bottle." Uh, same same thing um, with a lot of the the, uh, the artists that I chose. Try to go for really iconic ones that you know people of any age would know. I also like the uh, recommendation of the film that which I, I haven't seen yet. I'm going to have to go download The Wedding Singer. Um, oh, mate, it's, <coughs> mate, it's absolutely <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> so next week, um, I was thinking of, and, and I like, I mentioned earlier in this, this episode, you've thrown back a lot to tracks from the 2000s um, with, your, with remixes, which is great. I'm going to do a 90s set next week. Nice. Take it a decade earlier. Absolutely. I think it's important for us at the age we are at playing to the crowd that we usually play to to include tracks from the 90s and 2000s as the throwback tracks. Because we listen to new music all the time, but a lot of our friends and people who who dance to us when we're DJing don't listen to new music. And they know the stuff from the 90s, 2000s, from back in their youth, you know. So you including Christina Aguilera, I'm going to play Spice Girls, you know, it's going to be proper throwback stuff. I actually had a Spice Girls song in this set, but I took it out. It sounded horrendous. <laughs> horrendous. <laughs> it was just so bad. Um, yeah, no, I'm looking forward to that, mate. Uh, I saw a, a funny meme the other day. I say funny, a solely depressing meme the other day that said, uh, for you know, like people who sort of 90s children, um, said that we are, we're actually closer to 2050 than we are to 1990. And it's true. Uh, bring on the well, autons. <laughs> <laughs> All right, looking forward to it. And on that bombshell, we are going to finish. So thank you very much, everyone, for listening. And we'll see, see you next week. week.